0: I keep getting lost in caves. I've no idea where I am.
1: Welcome to the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. I'm Brendan. It is episode thirty-nine, uh, the fourth of April. I'm joined this week by Alec Meer. Hello there. And Catherine Byrne. Hello. Or is it? It's not Catherine Byrne anymore. <laughs> you changed your name.
0: I have changed my name. Yes, and now Catherine Castle. Castle. Yeah nice this bit of alliteration. Gonna,
1: <laughs> this is going this is going to kill me i'm oh going to no. have to say i'm going to have to change this every time i say it oh God. <laughs> Catherine castle excuse me
0: that's all right no worries i i still haven't quite got used to saying it myself um i sort of i had to sign a document um today just just for a, a review sample and it's like oh no i can't i can't use my new name because i don't have a <laughs> I haven't I haven't practiced my signature yet for for my new name, so it's like, oh no, I'm gonna have to revert. I'm gonna have to go back. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. It's uh, yeah, had a very had a very good day, and it was yeah, all very nice. So yes,
1: sweet. If you're a supporter of Rock Paper Shotgun, you'll be able to read about uh you, your wedding and how it's different from all video game weddings.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a Borderlands Two themed wedding. Um, I'll put a link to that and any supporters can read it. Um, If you're not a supporter, you can't read it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It it, it wasn't really a Borderlands 2 themed wedding, just in case you're not a supporter and cannot discern flat English sarcasm. (laughs) What are we talking
1: about this week? Let's see. We are talking about good games, uh, but we're also talking about bad stories.
2: talking about good games that are also bad.
1: Yeah, so it's so it good games with
2: awful writing, if that makes sense. Bit of an open brief, isn't it? All video games ever.
1: <laughs> it's pretty difficult. We're gonna have to differentiate uh between games where a story is basically ignored though. But on purpose um so the designers either don't put a story in or they make it so perfunctory and uh brief and you know silly and throwaway that it doesn't matter because of what they're doing in the game so i don't know like super meat boy or whatever um you can still say that's rubbish story uh but it matters less almost than a game like far cry 5 for
2: instance
1: mm. <laughs> which uh, a few of us have been playing. Alec, you've played more than me, much more,
2: I think. i played a lot, actually. Let me just look at Steam. 45 hours. How did, oh, I must have 45? left it all for most of the day. That's <laughs> not possible. I'm a parent. I must have just left it on. Burning uh, trees via excess electricity <laughs> consumption in the background. Um, but I have played a bunch. How many
1: of those 45 hours it has been spent gnashing your teeth at the story
2: and dialogue in this game? Um, probably only about two or three, but it feels like forty-five of them every time <laughs> there is one of these cutscenes. It's it's not just that they're they're bad; it's that they go on so long, so long to say absolutely nothing. At least normally, when you get one of these cutscenes, they they are trying to do some terrible exposition or build up a character or something. But there's there's nothing. It's you can feel the vacuum where probably some point was originally meant to be made with this game before they got cold feet because all the red hat wearing people started complaining about it. And just these huge sequences of someone talking into camera just saying the most vague epithets about religion or belief or faith or drugs. And I, it sounds like such an ass and observation after we've seen so many terrible video game cutscenes in our time. But they are just so long. <laughs> so empty and long and I I don't understand how anyone involved can feel the slightest bit proud of that. You know, often, even with Far Cry (laughs) 3, which made a lot of, you know, terrible mistakes in terms of trying to satirise the sort of white male bro hero, um, how that's normally played out. And it did it in a terrible way. But at least you could see the intent. It was trying to say something when it did it. This isn't trying to say anything at all. It's just... It's just like waiting for a bus.
1: So... We talked a little bit about it in last week's podcast, but maybe not enough. We should probably explain the the deal behind Far Cry 5, like the premise. You are a sheriff's deputy, and you arrive in a Montana county called Hope County, which is fictional, I think, um, but still a part of real Montana. And there's a religious cult there who are arming themselves, and you try to how is it you try you try to stop them by serving them a warrant <laughs> yeah, for like, the
2: arrest like of two and a half policemen just walk into this bunker full of people with guns and seem vaguely surprised when it, it doesn't go to their advantage? <laughs> um, so I feel like that was probably I I played
1: the opening hours and uh, that was probably an indicator of how bad this story was
2: going to be. I find the main villain really, really dull. Yeah, um, he's not even the worst, though, I'll tell you that. Um, I don't know whether we'll get into this later, but he's at least sort of neutral, whereas a couple of them are really just head-bangingly stupid.
1: Okay, tell us about the head-bangingly stupid ones. I want to know.
2: Um, I mean, the really bad one is, Um, I think she's not in the marketing as much because it's all the sort of tattooed man-bun men we get shown. but it's someone called Faith, who is uh, like the adopted sister of this cult. Um and she looks like sort of stevie Nicks, basically it's a frayed wedding wedding dress it's all very airy and she talks about love and hope and how it's all going to be wonderful and um this ties into the general thing of i have no idea what this cult actually believes or what they want to achieve it, it never sets out what their tenets are it's just like hey let's give some people some guns and either join us or or, or, or kill everyone else and so how her face motivations tie into the overall one. I have no clue, despite having watched what feels like 45 hours of her talking to camera at me. Um, and basically she's a magic drug switch. Um, it, <laughs> it's, she seems to exist A, to have a female character with more than two lines. Um, uh, character, sorry. and uh, And B, to just paper over any cracks in the plot of which there are an infinite number of infinite size uh and the 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 papering is drugs. There is a magic drug that is somehow produced by a flower that only grows in montana, and anyone who comes near this drug just believes whatever they're told, and that just so happens to be becoming a bearded nutter with a machine gun and killing anyone they get told to uh and that's it, but it keeps she keeps talking to you trying to do these scenes, which are make, supposed to make you as the player doubt yourself and think, "Oh, maybe the baddies are actually the goodies," because she's really nice, uh, but it's it's just it's just more nonsense. It's just blathering away, filling up the allotted five minutes of the cutscene until you go to the next place and kill the next person. Um, but it's the attempt; it holds itself as if it's somehow being soulful, but there's nothing there at all, and it's so insufferable. The Bliss thing,
1: the the drug called Bliss is really, really weird. It's like they didn't have the confidence to say that people would join a cult of their own volition um and be this bad of their own you know, of their own badness. This is um, the
2: only this is the one point where I do have pause for thought when I'm just ranting away about how how terrible and insipid all this story stuff is. That I wonder if it is designed to be more sort of um allegorical than we're giving it credit for that it is mocking saying "ha ha," you know bl- people just have a blind belief in something better therefore they will do what these terrible preachers or politicians say because also in the in the player inventory you have these herbal remedies you can take and it actually calls them homeopathics so homeopathic remedies that make you faster or stronger able to sense enemies and that seems to me i find it hard to believe that the makers of far cry 3 believe in homeopathy right so i I find it hard to believe but that
1: also feels to me just like something that uh, uh one of the writers would had a bit of fun with while writing descriptions for inventory things
2: <laughs> i think there is a a confused and obscured subtext um about belief under here and it's totally destroyed by how how terrible the storytelling and characterization is but i think there is it is trying to to say something about blind faith that it's based on nothing. And same with the drug. it's I, I think it's trying to say somewhere it's not really the drug, it's just people wanting to believe in a better life because some narcissistic opportunist, opportunist said so. Um, but it it's too afraid to say that um, and so avoids it that there's obviously no way that quite a lot of the casual violence loving audience are ever going to pick up on it okay but we did say that we were going to talk about
1: why it, it good games with bad story so why is it good
2: i'm just having an absolute blast i really am and i didn't get on with um sorry stop me if i'm hogging this whole conversation no, no, no. <laughs> well no, don't worry we've got final fantasy lined up for catherine <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i really didn't get on with with uh 3 and 4 the the mad cap stuff was just too front and center for me um and i just felt and this is an absurd thing to say about far cry 5 which is a ridiculous game and and in, in every conceivable way but the other two felt too unreal too um bombastic and absurd whereas something about this uh, grounded is the wrong word but i i believe that i'm there in that place a little bit more not the mad cults but it's something about the consistency of the forests and the little settlements you find within them. And I know a lot of people are saying that's less interesting. It doesn't have that that holiday camp in hell feel that, that 3 and 4 had. But, you know, it speaks to the part of me that, like Stalker, while it's a completely different sort of game, I just really like inhabiting a credible space and just noodling around, not looking for the next piece of absurdist action, but just wondering what's around the corner and it it just about gets away with that some of the little you know the houses you find or the the churches the forts the wildlife center all this stuff always with the trees around and i i just feel like i'm there it's not a real place but i feel like i'm there finding adventures in this place um and that's undermined most of all by the story but also by the fact that it just parachutes in baddies constantly so it it's trying to be it's trying to overcompensate for this sort of more uh, one-note setting by by being even more over the top in terms of action than the last two were. But once you beat the terrible plot baddies, that calms down. You can still go back to their zones, but it's not teleporting people in all the time. You go and look for trouble rather than it comes to you, and I am absolutely loving that. I've got one baddie left to do, but I'm just hanging around in the, in the first two zones that I cleared of baddies because I'm... I just feel like I'm lost in the woods in a wonderful way now.
0: Mm, I mean, I, I I haven't played any of Far Cry Five yet, but I've I've felt a similar way about Primal, which was actually the, that I hadn't played a Far Cry game before that. Um, and for whatever reason, like again, the this, the this, this story of you know, oh your tribes being cannibalized by all these other tribes, so let guess what? Let's go and murder all of them instead, so that we're safe. Um, I didn't, you know, like the the story in Primal was was kind of also pretty rubbish. But <laughs> yeah, like that, that sense of being in that world and kind of just, yeah, kind of wondering about um, was something I really, really enjoyed. And I, yeah, I spent probably far too many hours playing Primal, um, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know whether it was because I hadn't ever played a Far Cry game before and that kind of template of games, you know, kind of gradually, as you say, like, discovering kind of little forts and settlements and things whether because i hadn't you know had done that in you know in in that kind of template before whether that was just kind of like oh you know i really like this i mean in a way i feel like i'm still kind of i've had my fill of of far cry from primal and i kind of like i can't quite get my you know can't quite get excited enough about five to like do I really do I really want to do all of that all over (laughs) again (laughs) um so it's sort of like I don't know it's kind of like primal has sort of satiated my my far cry kind of needs in a way that even though that's the only one I've ever played um I feel I feel like five from what I've seen of it I've, I've I've watched the opening a couple of times um from you know watching other people play it but um and But just kind of also more recent Ubisoft games as well. Like, it, it, it reminds me a lot of, again, from what I've seen of Ghost Recon Wildlands, that you just yeah. kind of have all these tiny, tiny objectives in this massive map. And it's, oh, I just, I I need a little bit more structure, I think, from, from when I'm playing a big open world game like that. There is a sense of, like, these places are almost a little bit too big. Um they just a lot of it feels quite empty and they just kind of fill it with well filler essentially that you know it's nothing very kind of like i don't know either satisfying to do or it gets repetitive very quickly um but i think i don't know it's sort of i feel like this far cry template has been or i've seen it in a lot of other games which also haven't really grabbed my attention in you know any kind of compelling way um but as I say, I really did, you know, I, I really enjoyed Primal, but like, I feel like now I've done it once, I kind of, I need something, maybe something a little bit more to do it, you know, to be tempted to do it again. I'm not really sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I it's interesting what you say about Ghost Recon Wildlands. I thought I felt the exact same thing when I played it, especially the, in Far Cry 5, you, you get different bosses in different areas to mm, take out, yeah. to make your way to the final boss, you know, and that is, that is something that Ghost Recon Wildlands did itself mm. and i mean i wouldn't say ghost recon wildlands was a good game with a bad teal i would say it was a bad game with a bad <laughs> teal <laughs> uh but you could say yeah the same for a lot of things but yeah the template definitely does conform
2: to the ubisoft mm. manner
0: yeah well, I, f- I just I feel, feel, I feel like they've like...
2: refined it sorry. sorry you go ahead <laughs> um because i've had this i've grown increasingly cynical about about um the UB map games you know this the, the just icons everywhere, um, and Primal I barely spent any time with precisely because I was so bored of it after um, Far Cry 3 and 4. But uh, I need to think more more clearly about this, but I feel like it's refined in, in Far Cry 5 because I'm doing a lot more wandering and stumbling into stuff as opposed to constantly switching to the map, working out where the next hotspot or minor objective is. There's a lot more, oh, I wonder what's up this path or... Um, mm. If I if I cut through these woods, or if I grab this helicopter and go to the highest mountain, what's going to be there? There's always something because the world's been designed to be exaggerated, and uh, you know it doesn't want to leave you long before before something interesting happens.
1: Haven't they taken the mini map off your yes, screen? Yes, yeah, there's that. I think uh, that's a big big difference. You know, it makes a big difference. There's mm-hmm. also
2: they've decoupled. Even when you look at the map screen itself, they decoupled some of the quest objectives into a list that's on a separate tab so rather than mousing around the map looking for the next you know objective that gives you reward x you just look at the bit that you haven't been to yet or maybe you go to the the next tab because you want
1: to you know
2: find a big story mission or something but it's definitely a bit less skinner boxy a bit more sort of ambient in terms of how you make your your way around it although there will be people who just want to do the big storyline led missions and this thing they do where after creating a certain amount of resistance in an area, which is just doing stuff and pissing off the boss, then it triggers a cutscene and tries to force you onto the plot. And I think that's because they probably got some feedback that people who just want it to be structured were, were getting confused. And it's a shame because it's really annoying.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's all that is how I play a Far Cry game, though, is that I, I don't approach it in the same way as you may be, where I don't like to mess around and go off the side i kind of i mean i do but it's almost like i use the plot to have the kind of explosive firefights and things that are fun to do i just use that as a as a way to burn through it because i lose interest in far cry games really quickly and i just kind of want to have my fun and be gone and i have less fun every time i play a new far cry game (laughs) far cry 3 i went the whole way through it. I wasn't totally happy the whole way through, but I, I finished it. In Far Cry four I I got halfway through. I think one as soon as they revealed a new map for me to go and uh mess up, I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> One's enough, it's fine. <laughs> and then in, in this one, it was um it, it's it's that, that point of kind of checking out happened much, much quicker. Because like you say, the story is so bad that I didn't want to even use that as a railroad to go and have my fun. Mm. I mean, it uh, does
2: leave you alone for most of it once you pass the initial stuff. You get these three interact, three interruptions per for each of the three zones. You know, as you piss off the baddies enough, then the cutscene <laughs> arrives. But it only happens three times per zone, so, so nine ask- in total. you you skip from them nine times yes it's (laughs) absurd they never reference the fact like how come this guy keeps getting away they just each time act very dowly so this must be the final inescapable (laughs) trap it's a bit scooby-doo it's a lot scooby-doo but without the uh, self-awareness unfortunately
1: uh cool let's talk about a different game um, we, can oh. we, can, we, can turn, we can return to Far Cry
2: Five later. We can we can return to Far Cry Five later. Just for context, until... I'm watching a video of myself playing Far Cry Five while I talk to you about Far Cry Five, <laughs> waiting so for the remember... podcast to end so that I can play some more Far Cry Five. Well, I feel like that's good pre in itself.
1: What uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy 15, which Yay. I think also conforms, <laughs> which I think also conforms to this good game bad deal it it almost doesn't though i think that it's a bad game as well
0: oh it's it's so Um, i I mean final fantasy 15 like i love it but it's so oh it's just a hot mess it really is like there's no excusing how poorly the whole like just all of it has been executed really because like the when it when it first came out on console they had you know they had this i I think i mentioned this in in my review of it that they had this grand vision of like oh we're gonna do this great big multimedia project and we've got like the backstory of the four main characters in an anime series and then we've got another backstory of something completely different in a film and there's a mobile game that you know corresponds to the little game little pinball game in the game and Oh, and now that now that you know they've also got obviously the DLC as well, which kind of fills in bits of the plot, which really probably should have been in the game in the first place to explain why certain characters disappear halfway through for you know big chunks of it, and how people get various I don't know they their personality suddenly changes.
1: Uh, <laughs> from, here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing is that I've done my utmost to uh to to entertain final fantasy fifteen's <laughs> attitude of multimedia project right yeah i i watched the king's glaive yep. <laughs> movie before playing the game right which yep. oh, is oh, that is bad. my worst nightmare it's so it's so bad it's so bad uh, um yeah. but i watched it it filled some things in yes and then I, I've been playing the main story and then every time, I, like you say, a character dis- disappears and says, I've got to go and do my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for me. And then disappears, disappears. Or or shows up later with like a bad scar. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and I have to, I, I go, okay, this is clearly DLC. Then I, I yeah. come out of the main game and I go into the DLC, which is all included in the Windows yes. edition that you yeah, buy, full yeah. stop. So that's good. And I go into that and I play that. And then I return to them <laughs> so that I can, you know, have the context. I have done my best yeah, to like, give the story its full, its full dues. <laughs> what they should have done. it's still bad. It's still yeah. very, very bad. What they should bad. have
0: done is like, you know, when, when, when they, because when I played it, I didn't, they hadn't actually announced what the DLC was going to be at that point. So I just kind of assumed like, is this, is this bit going to be DLC? Because, um, yeah, we sort of, you know, they, they we, they, they was just. They hadn't, they hadn't sort of announced it at all. What they should have done for the PC version was like, if you want to play, they should like a little text box should have come up. If you want to find out what happens next, you should go and play the play the DLC or like you, in in this kind of in a or in a kind of classic Final Fantasy like insert the next disc, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> insert, insert the next DLC episode and uh, you can carry on. They should. I think they should have made that a little bit more no, seamless. But...
1: <laughs> no, no, would, that would have made it even worse because there's there's no I, I, at this point there's no fixing it if it doesn't just switch from cutscene yeah. like if it doesn't just fade to black and then let me play the DLC like yeah. in a seamless way. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no there's no fixing it. It's no. it's just so. Um, I mean, it's so it's so jankly told Yeah.
0: I think they, they, they have made an effort with especially with the PC version and I think the, the the royal edition for the consoles that they've they've now added in because people kicked off so much about how much the story didn't make any sense when it first came out, they've added in like extra little cutscenes, um, which I think do go some way to explain why certain people are in certain places at certain times or and that they're also little I've noticed, um, now that i've sort of come back to it they have added in a lot of little text documents that you can find around each oh. kind of location which i know everyone loves reading but oh, wow. <laughs> it does it it does kind of go at least a little way like they have tried to make it a little bit more i think
1: it is the bare minimum they've but... <laughs> given the bare minimum of effort to 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 try yeah. and fix this thing um yeah. to give to give any listeners who maybe don't give a, two hoots about final fantasy <laughs> an idea of of how bad the story and kind of writing is at times it just doesn't hang together there's one point you're um you're coming back from a big fight with a with a giant basically um i think you're coming back to the bit at the start it's not a. It's not the start. No, no. no there's a little no. bit
0: in the middle where you kind of you face. It's it's basically like your first big kind of like big boss summon yeah. battle thing. Um,
1: um. But but you're coming back. I think it's you're coming back from that, or you're coming back from something shortly after that, and you're coming back to Amia City, and suddenly you're being suited up in a big like radiation suit, and the person's <laughs> telling you, okay, now you've got to go into the power plant, and you you just. I just stopped and was like, w- w- "What? Why am I go? Why am I going into the power plant?" And then nobody explains anything. It's just like, "Just go into the power plant. You've got to press some buttons in there. There's demons in there." And I'm like, "What? Why are there demons in the power plant? Why am I going in there?" And then your um, one of the characters who had disappeared reappears inside the power plant in in another suit in in that yeah. suit in the same um, like radiation suit, and it's like, "Hello, I'm here to help." And you're like, "Oh, hi, you've come back." Um. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be mysterious, Brendan. You're not gonna know who this who this mysterious savior is. It's like, I mean, it and it's like ta-da! Oh, it's it's so bad, um, it really is. But
1: uh and and it's just it there's just a lot of moments like exactly like that where you are thrown into a set piece, um, and the game doesn't say why you're there. They may as well just say, Hey, We had to make a level that was a a jungle in a quarry. (laughs) Why don't you go there and you find something there, and we'll see how you you get on. Yeah, I mean, like that—that is as that's as sensible as anything they they are
2: offering. Mm. You can Um, practically see the office with you know different floors, people at different desks, not talking to each other. And like, I've I've made the jungle bit, I've made a demon, I've made some cutscenes, and then someone in the middle goes, "All right, I'll just put these in a pot, and here we go, video game." I'm sure that's exactly how an expensive yeah. video game is made. Yeah, I played a bit, a bit of it, and I I like the game. I don't like the story, but uh, the that bit at the start where you're just instantly fighting some some giant demon in a palace, and, it, and then it never mentions it again. Is that is that's, that like a flash that's like forward? A flash forward, forward that, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 yeah.
0: that happens kind of much later, much later in the game. It's but again, like that that introduction, I think. I, I was like super confused about like what was going on when I first played it. And it's like, but I thought, I thought the beginning, cause I think at the at, at preview or I'd got the impression that it, that it started with that, you know, that the car breaking down and then pushing the car and it's like, what, what's this? I don't understand. Like yeah. <laughs> what's, what's this extra cutscene where they all look a little yeah. bit different and they're all wearing, fu- you know, funny clothes. Um, and yeah, I, 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 when when i first played it i was i was i was quite confused it's like what what's going on i don't seem to be able to do anything and then it's um yeah yeah then the, it then the, it kind of <laughs> flashes back to yeah the, the start of the game which is yeah
1: they tried to do the they tried to do the in media res thing where you start yeah. <laughs> in the kind of middle but they um they didn't give you enough setup in, at either that at either no. that point or the following point, like (laughs) when the game begins, because you're already expected to have watched a a two-hour-long CGI movie about the whole whole conflict.
2: It's just basic things, like when it finally cuts to you in the car, it needs something like a line like, two weeks earlier.
0: Something
2: as simple as that. But I don't know if this doesn't occur to them, or there's a sort of deliberate obfuscation, because it wants to be so mythic.
1: It does do (laughs) these things where it will say... um, I don't know about them, but like part, during parts of the game, it'll fade to black and then it'll say two weeks later or or, you know, several hours later or the next day. And you're mm. like, why? But but often you're sitting there thinking, why did time need to pass? Because yeah. nothing, <laughs> nothing seems to have happened
2: in the interim. No. Um, yeah, that, that's uh... it is
0: very odd. Um, I do
2: love its complete lack of urgency though. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's at certain <laughs> points of the characters go, Oh hey, we're supposed to be like saving the world the rest of the time. Like let's yep. uh, just stop in the desert and uh cook some eggs yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it is it is very for for because for, in, in the film, again, this is where it kind of all kind of falls apart. In the film, you know, this the city of, of Insomnia, which in itself is a ridiculous name for a capital city. Mm. I'm just gonna say that. Um, <laughs> I live in the city of Insomnia. <laughs> um yeah, in in the film, it's like, oh, you know, Niflheim is like, is it Niflheim? <laughs> I I don't. Yeah, I, I yeah, get the it confused niffs, with with um the the Nifsin or the is it Nilfgaard with the Witcher Three? I always get it very I uh, get yeah, confused. Ah, yeah, Um, yeah, like this this empire, imperial force or whatever they're called, uh, you know, are invading this city, taking it over, wrecking the joint, and you just don't get any of that sense of impending, like. you know catastrophe in when you're playing the game it's just like you get these kind of overhead airships of mechanized soldiers just kind of dropping down every what seems to be every 10 seconds when you're on the road but apart from that there's no real you know in the in the film they talked about a lot about how like other towns like the main character's town had been like completely wiped out by this invading army and everyone seems actually quite fine and happy and jolly in the actual game that who aren't in in the main city yeah there and does they... not seem to be a war no all, at all. not at all which is really odd um in so it's yeah it is it is very i've i i felt that quite strongly when i was playing it the first time it's like but at the same time it is quite nice that you do have that leisure time to just kind of oh, definitely indulge yeah. in all of its weirdness um but yeah, it doesn't. There, it just doesn't. Yeah, hang together very well uh, at all. There is a
1: point in the game where y- the entirety of the the CGI movie is communicated to you. In a in like three lines of dialogue <laughs> that, that the one of the one of your like bro characters says to you after you wake up in a hotel and by the seaside. here. So this idyllic hotel. Yes. <laughs> um, like you know, by the beach, oh, yeah, you know, beach where there's fishing travel. spots and stuff. And then one of the characters comes in with a newspaper and it's just like. I don't know if you know this, but um, there's a war, (laughs) and um, the empire has uh, taken our entire capital city, which until now has been protected for thousands of years by a giant bubble, um, (laughs) or however long for a giant bubble, um, uh, and and your dad's dead. Um, (laughs) uh, Like that, that's it. Like that's as much as you
2: get. Let's make everything that happened. Like, like, would you like breakfast? See, I, I've had more limited time with it than you guys, but I I perceived two subtexts, but I'm entirely willing to believe that, that those are just totally totally blown out of the water. But I thought it was trying to do two things with this, with like the unhurriedness and the fact that the everywhere you were was perfectly happy. One was the general people quite righteously don't give a toss about what's going on with the elites and the stupid wars. <laughs> you know, they all just seem happy having their normal lives and the, the monarchy are just these distant idiots. Uh The other one of which was that Noctis is actively avoiding going to his wedding. Like it's like an arranged marriage he doesn't really yeah. want to do even though he says all the right things. So noodling about in the desert with his mates on like this extended stag party in which my prediction, not prediction, but rather wish was that he was going to get close to the city and go, ah, screw it guys, let's... Let's just live in a commune together and um <laughs> be one with the people and one with each other and not with these I, stupid monarchists. That
0: that would have I, been great. I would've I would have played that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that like that setup for a for a for a video game about a prince going to his wedding is excellent. Um but the, the game itself doesn't really like follow up on that. Um he early on you you hear arranged wedding, you hear oh he's on his way, he's basically having a stag party on the road to the wedding. Um and you think oh excellent like that that this guy doesn't really want to get married or he has doubts and he doesn't know but the game really quickly or not really quickly but over the course of the game does show you that he really genuinely like loves this woman who he's yeah. going to
2: marry just not as much as cooking eggs in the desert with his mates
1: but it but it's almost saying like oh he you know he does want to get married um, the only point at which he starts showing indecision and hesitance uh, in his own character is af is after a really important point uh, in in this whole conflict, uh, at which point the plot kind of turns and becomes less about going to a wedding and more about saving the world. And at that point, he's like, oh, "I don't really want to save the world," <laughs> um, <laughs> I- and. That feels like that kind of hesitance, like you say, would have been better suited to him being in the car, waving his hand through the air and being like, oh, guys, you know, can we not just stop at this
2: diner as well? Is there is there really no sort of conversation in it where they go, hey, guys, is this is this not our perfect life? Are we not living our best life already? Screw the rest of it. No, they don't have very good conversations. Is, (laughs) Is it okay if I flip a table on the podcast?
1: You can do it, go for <sighs> it.
2: I'm not really going to do that. My desk is too
1: heavy and I'm very weak. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, the, the kicker is that I still think, I'm still having fun with it. I still think it's a good game and I'm starting to enjoy the charm of how bad the story is. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a point in it, I've been saying this to, I think I said this to you guys before and to Adam and Alice as well, is that there are some lines in it which are badly written to the point where I don't think that they've been badly written deliberately um, which I think is a good way a lot of video games get away with telling a bad story is that they're just hamming up Um, but this is really hammy it's like at one point a giant sea monster comes out of the sea, it's a huge huge thing, if you've played other Final Fantasies it's the Leviathan Um, so basically a giant sea serpent and um, it says to the human who's kind of summoning it uh, (laughs) it just says what does a lowly ephemeral speck know of all creation? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just this most wonderful line. And it reminds me of.
2: Um, We're going to ask that in the interviews for Adam's replacement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just reminds me of um,
1: every line that's written by. Um, there's a indie developer, The Catamites, um, yeah. Stephen Gilmurphy, who writes Space, uh, Dog. S- Space Funeral and Space Murder Dogs. Sorry, I'm mad. Yeah, uh, and it just reminds me of the kind of lines that he picks up on and parodies almost in, <laughs> in his RPGs. But it it it's Final Fantasy has become so much a parody of itself that it includes these lines completely um legit, like genuinely thinking <laughs> oh this is great. And it's just so it's just so much fun to be a part of that.
0: <laughs> it's weird though, because I think as far as I recall the Leviathan is the only one that speaks like that. I don't, I don't, because like the Titan, which is the, the giant thing that you fight earlier. Like, yeah. Does he even say anything? Does he just kind of groan no. and kind of go, ugh, you know, kind yeah. of, what are you doing? He just, um, he just kind
1: of shows displeasure. Yeah. Um. And then and the other ones. There's another lightning one. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really say anything I don't think either.
0: he says, or if he does say anything, it's not in that kind of, you know, thou shalt, you know. What, These what, are the inconsistencies. What, why, why is thou You know, summoning me or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, as I say, I'm I I I may be misremembering it, but I'm pretty sure that the others weird, weirdly don't don't uh, you know don't speak like that. Aren't aren't too over the top. Um, but I, say, I could be wrong. But yeah, it is. I did. I think even when I played played it the first time around i haven't quite got back to that but yeah in the pc version but yeah i was sort of like what is it what is this guy what is this thing doing like also he's really cranky like all the others seem totally fine um like what's your deal leviathan like i don't know it's i found yeah that that whole that whole sequence was just sort of a bit mad um and yeah very over the top totally not where i was expecting anything to go um the kind of you know, once all that's died down, it's like, oh, okay, that was that wasn't great. What happened there? Uh, yeah, it goes <laughs> a bit
1: Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> it does, um, yeah,
0: it does. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy turns into Dragon Ball Z for five minutes.
2: Uh, uh so, yeah. let's, let's... I'm really glad I've stopped playing it because it just—it <laughs> remains like almost a perfect game in my head. I had such a wonderful time just doing the. The camping and the driving and the wonderful fights. Um, Not the wonderful fights, the perfectly good (laughs) fights. Um, And, you know, when we have our our conversation about who's the best boy, it's all about our projection onto them rather than the stuff they actually say, which is almost (laughs) to a word terrible. Um, gladiolus yeah. is the best boy like, uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna lay that down yeah right no, now. i like gladiolus too yeah he's the best he boy. he's slater
1: from saved by the bell isn't he <laughs> he <laughs> absolutely much, yeah. is <laughs> I, what i love is another example of the really bad writing is that gladiolus at times he's the he's the biggest guy he's the gruff guy you know the the tank he's the the, muscle. you know the man who's like there to be the muscle in the group and he he very he Half sometimes gold, just he sometimes just go like flip side and and grabs Noctis, the main <laughs> character, and is like, "What are you doing? You need to, you need to grow up, be a better man. Come on! <laughs> you've done absolutely nothing to, like, to to justify his th- this this talking down, but he just does it anyway, and it just feels <laughs> like this weird manufactured drama <laughs> that the writers have decided. Oh well, they need to have a fight. So who's the angry one? Well, Gladiolus is the biggest, so he must be the angriest." Um, we'll have him shite at Noctis. (laughs) It just, it's so, so odd. And yeah, the more I play it, the more I appreciate it for its stupid melodrama.
0: Well, if you'd watch the anime series, Brendan, you'd understand.
1: Uh (laughs) I've already already dived so far in. Don't make me do all this. Um, We should talk about some other games, though, because we've (laughs) we've focused too much on these two, on Far Cry and Final Fantasy. Um, There are other games, (laughs) there are a lot of other games with a good game and a bad (laughs) story. Um, I'm going to say a few and see which ones you pick up on, okay? Okay. Alright, Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor, or Shadow of War. Do do we agree? (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's... I can't even bring myself to say it's bad, like such is the extent of my not caring about the storytelling in that game.
1: Okay, that's legitimate. Um,
2: The Hitman games. Oh, God, in the latest one. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Such a wonderful game, and then they've just stapled on these incredibly dour cutscenes about nothing that are supposed to tease you with some sort of conspiracy involving groups you've never heard of or care about.
1: (laughs) Okay, speaking of conspiracies... Deus Ex, Human Revolution,
2: and Mankind Divided. Uh, but, I mean, that's that goes back to Deus Ex itself. You know, that's a game with kind of good writing, but terrible storytelling. In terms of the plot, is just a series of increasingly insane things happening, but actually trying to make a coherent plot out of that is, well, people can do it, but it's not really there, is it? What about all Bethesda's games?
0: <laughs> all of them.
1: Well, maybe just the Elder Scrolls
2: in <laughs> Morrowind makes a decent fist of it. I mean, like the core cool plot doesn't necessarily go anywhere, but it ties in the overall kind of myth of the land into the stuff you're generally doing and how people respond to you. It does it quite nicely. Um, but uh, yeah, then the others have to go a bit more front and centre and make you a magic dragon king instead.
0: <laughs> but I do feel like at least. I mean I I've, I still haven't really played a huge amount of Skyrim. I I I'm I've no idea where I am in the main story. I just I keep getting lost in caves in and sort of like <laughs> not playing it for ages and then sort of coming back to it and it's like what on earth was I doing? <laughs> um but I do feel like this the, the the side quests in that at least do they they feel like they even if like the main story is not not kind of wonderful the 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 individual side quests and the the little stories in those do feel like they'd fit into the wider world reasonably well i don't know maybe maybe i'm misremembering um but i think like as long as even with games that don't have like like the you know the the, the core plot is either kind of so out there that it's just you know kind sort of mythic and epic and doesn't make any sense whatsoever i think as long as like the side quests that kind of feed into that make sense and are enjoyable which i think like with final fantasy 15 and also sort of like on uh that's a big part of why i kind of still playing xenoblade chronicles 2 for hundreds of hours is that you know while while the main while the main plot might not kind of have either the drive or the you know kind of like you don't feel like you really need to kind of progress with it you know constantly you kind of if 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 the side quests are good enough or are entertaining enough then i think you know sometimes that's enough
1: i strongly disagree about <laughs> final fantasy 15 side quests
0: okay so, 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 some of them are awful like collecting the frogs i totally agree that that's that's not fun but again i think i'm pretty sure at least with the i think it's the hunts where you go and kind of you know you go and fight five monsters of this and six monsters of six monsters of that I'm pretty sure that in the original console version you could only ever do one of those at a time, which was really irritating. whereas now, now you, you, can, you, you can you can like stack them up to like, yeah, you can have yeah. like 10 or something active at any one time, which is much better. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah, when it first came out, they only let you do one and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, <laughs> this is you know, I don't want to have to keep coming back to this diner in the okay. middle of nowhere to collect my reward and then go out and do another one.
2: I absolutely want to keep going to the diner in her the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fine, unless it's on the end of a 100-foot pier, which is really annoying oh, to have to keep going yeah. back yeah, to. Yeah, but
2: in real life, I have to go to the Londis <laughs> round the corner. Where, you know, I just feel like I'm losing this five years true. of my life every time I said yeah. it. I'm absolutely going to go into a paradise hotel repeatedly. <laughs> okay, there are, there are a couple of more
1: games on this list, so I'm just going to finish it off, all right? Grand Theft Auto 5, do we think that is a good game uh, with a bad story? <laughs> By your groans, you seem to think it's so.
2: It's it's even worse when it's a game that clearly thinks it's, you know, a masterpiece of storytelling. There's ones where it's purely functional, like um, Shadow of War or Skyrim or whatever, but the self-importance of GTA, or the degree to which it thinks it's entertaining, it makes me angry. It makes <laughs> me as angry as one of the incoherently angry men in every Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> Uh, what about
1: Half Life Two? Dead Air. Oh no, Dead Air. Uh,
2: I was all. It's fine. I quite like it. But I was always surprised by how heavily invested in it people were as a story. I wasn't quite sure what people were latching onto. It always seemed to be just the structure to have a bunch of good times in a bunch of really good-looking places, but. You know they're quite softly, softly on the lore, and yet people seem to really go for it. Maybe that's why, because they're softly, softly. Although on the other hand, you've got Halo, which does all the lore all the time, and people are really (laughs) invested in that too. I
1: love Halo lore. I can't get enough of the different (laughs) alien races that are all mad.
2: What's your favourite Halo novel?
1: Uh, The Fall of Reach. Ob, come on, man. I have no idea if you're lying or not. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not done the exact- I've only read two. <laughs> um, I was very young, Alec. I was very young <laughs> when Yellow came out. Uh, I think Half-Life Two story is is may as well be non-existent. I think it's. Just
2: it feels of... really like the plot of like a Netflix limited series now, doesn't it? it feels like the kind yeah, of thing yeah. you find a lot of there, and it's yeah. perfectly fine, but. Uh that's a good that's a good comparison
1: you should do you should write a small 300 word article about that half life
2: 2 is a netflix
1: show <laughs> so that you can, shoot we can
2: seo it to say half life Netflix netflix series and we'll get all the hits and uh, yeah. then we'll get commissioned as a story consultant and uh, it'll be amazing yeah
1: Um, we have a little bit of time, I think, to talk about what other games we've been playing. We've already talked about Far Cry 5, so let's let's worry less about that. Catherine, you've been playing A Way Out. I have, yes. I, I want to know about because I haven't read any reviews.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of I, I tried not to read the reviews um, just because I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to be spoiled about what happened or the story, or I was quite interested in it anyway. From when they first announced it, I thought it was easily one of the most interesting things that came out tell... of last year's E3. Tell us,
1: tell us what it is first. So
0: it's it's a co-op only game, so you can only play it with someone else, um, either locally or online. And it's about two uh, prison um, inmates who escape prison to exact their revenge on someone that's both that's done both of them wrong um so you know classic <laughs> classic video game story territory <laughs> um but it's, it's by the guy that made brothers um is it a tale of two sons i always forget the, yeah. the subtitle yeah um i think so which was also kind of arguably a co-op game but you controlled both um both brothers uh on each um analog stick of a on a on a gamepad. You had to play with a controller. You couldn't play with a mouse and keyboard. Um which I I, I really liked and enjoyed and I thought that the, the 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 way that you controlled both of those characters was really you know, there were there were moments where it's just like brilliant, this is such a neat way of uh manipulating these two things that on, on a single on a single controller that, you know, it's sort of like there are either say though there are moments where it's like sort of like oh this is brilliant with a way out it's because you split those two characters into to, to two people it's like you've got half as much to do and it's infinitely less interesting um really Aww. yeah and it's there, there are a lot of cutscenes that you don't feel like you know you're you, you are just watching there's no interaction at all and because you're because i've i've been playing it um with my, oh, it's really weird, now, with my now husband. Um, that's 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 also a weird thing to say now, as well as my new surname. Um, There's no way out. <laughs> there is no way out. Um, the, you know, we're both just sitting there side by side. And it's like, yep, you know, what I don't know what's happening or, um, you know, we're, we're, we're both not doing anything, which is sort of like, oh, that's kind of, that's even worse than just having one person not do anything in a, in a way. Um but even the interactions that you do have, they're not. It's 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 kind of a glorified kind of quick time event in every single instance. In that you're, you know, there are some kind of quite neat moments where both characters have to do something, but it's you're still just pressing like individual buttons, kind of one you know what one at a time. Or um, it doesn't really feel like the the co-op bits are particularly interesting or very challenging there's like the 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 window that you have to do certain actions is so massive it might just be because we were at the beginning of the game and they're kind of like being generous but it's it feels like there's no sense of peril or like oh no i need to you know i need to press a button now or I feel like, like what kind
1: of what kind of things do they have in you doing? Like,
0: um, so there's a lot of fights. You have to you, you have a few punch ups with other prison inmates while while you're still kind of trying to find a way out of prison, um, which is just kind of like either tapping X or the right bumper um, on on the controller, um, and there you there are also sort of bits where there's there, there's one um, section where you're you're trying to climb up like a kind of uh, lift shaft thing to get to the top. And you've got to go like back to back arms kind of linked and, you know, kind of walking up it that way, Um, which I don't actually know whether it works in real life. Uh, (laughs) But you kind of, in order to do it together, you've got, um, you have to press X at the same time. Um, And there's a kind of, there's a sort of horseshoe type little kind of meter that comes up which kind of with a little ball in it that kind of swings from side to side and you've got to hit x in you know a certain chunk of that to move up correctly um and if one person does it you know wrong or they you don't do it in time then you you know you fall down and you have to do it again um so there are things like that but it still feels like i'm just pressing a single button in a fairly generous window of button pressing time It's a bit
1: disappointing i thought it would be more about like the decisions you're making yeah exactly like
0: that there there are moments where like um you can decide to do one plan to tackle a situation or the other guy's plan to tackle a situation but you you both you, you still end up at the same point at the end of it like it's just a slightly different variation of um sequence of events really like so there was there was one moment where once we'd actually escaped the prison when everyone was after us because we'd somehow triggered an alarm we could either there was an option to basically go underneath the bridge um and kind of go softly softly um you know kind of a lot of platforming or we could knock out a guard and take his car and just kind of blitz it through across the bridge i guess um And we decided to just go underneath the bridge. But even then, it was sort of, while there were sort of platformy challenges, to an extent, they weren't really that complicated. Um, And, yeah, it's just kind of, as I say, with, with Brothers, because you had both, you were controlling both characters at the same time, it felt like what it was doing was a bit more of a kind of cerebral exercise because you had to get your head round Controlling two people at the same time. Whereas I say, I think splitting it, you've got half as much to do, and what you're doing isn't actually that interesting by itself. It would have been better. I would have been interested to kind of be able to control both of those characters in a way out, like together in some way. Have
1: you. Um, have you finished? Have you finished it?
0: No, not yet. I mean, I think we're. Because I'm of, wondering
1: if there's a payoff. Because Brothers mm, had an excellent payoff. I think it had yeah. a really good ending. Yeah, I think um,
0: we're. I think we're probably only about halfway through it at the moment. Um, but it's not. It hasn't kind of. As I say, I've I've been a little bit kind of like, oh, you know, this looked really interesting. It looked like a really kind of cool concept that you know you could only play it with someone else, and you know, yet it, it hasn't quite. Um, yeah kind of got that it hasn't kind of been as interesting as i was hoping it was going to be which i think is the general tone of what the vague kind of bits of review that i did read people were a little bit cool on it um or that it didn't quite fulfill what they were expecting it to do but say the the ending may well the ending may well pay off um but at the moment yeah we're sort of both of us are a bit like "Uh, this is all right but it's not like you know, it's not a kind of co-op classic. Pity. Yeah, which is a shame.
1: Let's see. Uh, what? What? Hang on. Right. Yes. <laughs> readers, readers. We have readers and listeners. We should probably listen and read. To, <laughs> read, read about. Uh, we asked them we said we're talking about good games with awful story can you think of any examples um the first comment we got in reply was ollie moss and he said almost all of them to be honest
2: um <laughs> which is Aww. fair which is a fair <laughs> fair comment fair i comment. said that right at the start of the podcast <laughs> yep and yet i am not an award-winning designer <laughs> there is no justice uh, but let's see. Let's
1: see what else people have said. Um, Krizix says the whole Metal Gear Solid series really pushes the story, despite quite a lot of the story being incoherent nonsense. As if prattling on about the lale lulelo weren't confusing enough, <laughs> there are approximately seven thousand characters named Snake.
0: <laughs> this is true. That's that's, that's a fair
1: point. Uh, the I feel like. Metal Gear Solid Five is where I like I probably didn't care too much about the story in Metal Gear Solid anyway because it is like you say a mess, um, but in five I feel like it was a mess that was not an interesting mess, whereas the ones preceding it
2: it is at least an interesting mess. Um, there's a lot of. It falls into that thing with like like Final Fantasy fifteen and Far Cry five, where you sort of feel like the game and the story have been made in parallel to each other rather than necessarily in mesh. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I've got another person, Dragon, saying most of them. <laughs> uh, so I think we've yeah we've we've hit on something here. Pop culture D D says papers please. This war of mine and beholder, they were some awful stories. All right, I don't, I I do not agree about papers please. I think that that oh, yes. is that's, a story tightly
2: told. <laughs> that's yep. just a person who wants a fight. I think,
1: yeah, you you want to fight. Pop culture.
2: He's like but... one of the cult leaders in Far Cry Five. He just he just wants some conflict for no real discernible reason, and so he's saying lots of pretty things to make it happen
1: elliot oh, sorry, sorry. says yes sorry pod culture we didn't mean to insult you um, <laughs> please please keep listening um elliot smith says destiny 2 what was that about uh which i would extend the destiny 1 to be <laughs> honest the darkness and the light yeah go on yeah go on. No, I, I, I
0: i i didn't play destiny 1 but i played destiny 2 um again with with my now husband when it came out um and it's like, I've, I've no idea what's going on here. Like, I literally have... I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what the objective is. I don't understand why all these aliens or, you know, why why I've supposedly lost... Did I lose light? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea.
2: It's a metaphor for getting married. Yes. <laughs> um, We have two. two sorry, Destiny sorry, 2 go. is even worse because it tries really hard to be, like, a total reset for, for new yeah. people because so it knew the other one got over involved. Then... And you know, it resets its whole world world, then it just forgets to explain anything <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah.
0: As far as I was aware, I was just kind of going to like pretty planets and shooting a lot of stuff that started shooting me back, and it's like, what am I doing? I don't know. It's like, it seems uh, fun, but I yeah, I have no no sense of what the wider objective is here at all.
1: <laughs> Gav says, House of the Dead 2, duh Um, which which i will defend to my dying breath as being an excellent story it has a man in it the bad man the baddie is called goldman Um, and and the the characters whenever they come out this is maybe more voice acting than story but come out whenever they see him shout goldman (laughs) and it's the most it's the most wonderful delivery of that name that you can think of um no, Heist of the Dead 2 has, has got a good story, actually. <laughs> What's its
2: subtext?
1: <laughs> Zombies are bad.
2: Subtext uh, is for cowards, to quote Garth Uh
1: Let's see. Christopher Drum says, Honestly, Bioshock Infinite* story is kind of ridiculous. It far... It, it's reach far exceeds its grasp in its attempt at exploring big ideas. And there's a little trademark symbol next to big ideas, <laughs> uh, which I think is a fair criticism. Um, I believe I, Ken Levine
2: would trademark
1: the phrase big ideas. If he could. <laughs> I don't think that um, it's the it, it's the worst. Um, I think it, it definitely got rightly taken up for its flaws. Um but I don't think it's the most egregious um example of a terrible story. I think its it, game was less interesting than
2: its story. It's not the most egregious example, but kind of like GTA V, it 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 carries itself as though it thinks it's yeah. you know some ultimate statement, and that's what writes yeah. about it a lot more than what it actually does. Yeah. Although I agree. it does a lot of very bad stuff, particularly in terms of race.
1: I agree. Um, Isaac Montarosa says every Dishonored game except for the DLCs that have Dodd in them so, oh
0: that's harsh I quite enjoyed the Dishonored stories I thought they were quite good I think they were bad oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I, I think it's it's a setting and theme that I don't really I don't really get on with I'm not a fan of kind of not steampunky but that kind of otherworldly f- Whale Punk. Ready Fantasy. Whale, wh- whale Punk. <laughs> That's good.
2: No, I didn't make it up I'm afraid. <laughs> uh,
1: you, should have, you should have said you did. <laughs>
2: I um, could impress you but at the cost of being uh, trolled by hundreds of listeners. Gavin Horn says Borderlands.
1: The ending of the first game was non-existent. I feel like you could say that about a lot of games. The ending is non-existent because a lot of studios probably need to ship their games before they write an ending. <laughs> And a lot of players don't see the ending because they don't complete the game, so
2: why invest in one? Yeah, I find that with the XCOM game, so they're quite good at setting things up and making you intrigue more than it necessarily needs. You know, it's just aliens invade. Um but then they just they just wander off and do nothing whatsoever at the end, which is such a shame. Let's see.
1: Marcus Aurelius says Fall 4 <laughs> Oh, I love Marcus Aurelius, the most ham man <laughs> in Greek in Greek history. Most stoic man says, Fallout 4 was rubbish. we got a couple of people saying Fallout 4 as well. Alistair Gao says, Fallout 4 as well. A perfectly fine open world sandbox, he says, except it's supposed to be an RPG. <laughs> Nadrog Emil says, Blood Bowl 2... <laughs> and, and Rainbow Six Siege and I feel like the story doesn't matter there
2: Is there a story in Rainbow Six Siege? I yeah, we probably need know. to
1: give a pass to games that where the story doesn't really matter, where it's not the point um, Someone else said Doom but the story is not the point um, which I feel is a, a good, yeah We're not talking yeah. about <laughs> games where the story right. is given right. like a secondary thought We're talking about games where the story is bigged up but it's Do you like are. the
2: idea that there's someone out there who's really, really angry about Blood Bowl 2's story though. <laughs> probably, you know, the only person in the world other than the writer who is passionate about the story of Blood Bowl Two.
0: <laughs> I mean in, in in Doom he literally kind of punches at the screen that you know that the, the character A character is sort of you know giving a whole load of exposition and it's like, nope, not interested at <laughs> all. <an asshole>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and shoot some demons. Which I think is, you See, know, quite the it's it's the right way to approach Doom's story
2: that
1: is admirable I, I feel like any game that just says i'm not i don't care about the story and neither do you punch the screen yeah, yeah. you know give a pass to that game for having a you know a bad story at least that's all i think that uh, our readers have said they've said other things someone here has just said your life oh um, which upsets me and upsets me even more that somebody's liked it marcus aurelius liked it <laughs>
2: Ah, oh, He's really got time on his hands these days. It's the fall of Empire. He doesn't know what to do with
1: himself. But yes, that's it. Unless you guys have any other things that you can think of uh, that would be good examples of this.
2: I used to get so angry about this stuff, but I've kind of made my peace with bad stories now. I sort of understand that they are just packaging to be sat through or skipped before I can get to the game. And I don't know. I don't know. I've, gi- I've given up hoping they're going to be better, I
1: guess. <laughs> we should do a podcast, a reverse of this podcast at some point down the line, which is about um, bad games with great story. Mm. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, kinda, I know, I Catherine, can... <laughs> you, you said Soma was, yeah, was a good example. Yeah, definitely.
0: Like I really enjoyed that story, but I didn't enjoy staring at a wall for four hours or however long it took. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a barnacle encrusted wall because i didn't really understand how the monsters worked or whether you know looking at them would in fact kill me straight away or whether i could kind of half look at them and sneak around or i don't know the whole i know it's kind of fixed that now with like just taking the monsters out um but yeah i think that that's that's a great example of a game that had like a brilliant story like really well um really well kind of executed and a thoughtful thought provoking kind of like exploration of of certain themes but yeah the the surrounding game to get through that was wasn't wasn't the best you kind of felt like oh i've just if i just do this a little bit more game then i can i can follow the rest of the story and find out what happens um
1: so expect soma to be yes one of the (laughs) things we talk about in the in the bizarro version podcast we do (laughs) some week in the future uh that's all that we have time for this week we've gone over a little bit um but thank you for listening and if you have any suggestions for other themes that we can do we'd be glad to hear them um you can email podcast at rockpapershotgun.com or um if you want to keep uh up to date with what we're posting what we're doing you can find us on twitter and facebook at rock Shot. um you can find us individually on twitter alec what are you on twitter Uh, bonds rat. B O N Z R A T.
2: Don't ask me why.
1: Catherine, (laughs) what are you on Twitter? Uh, You can't be. You can't be what you are. No, it it doesn't
0: make any sense anymore. So I, I well, I I am still Burninator, spelt with my my previous surname. (laughs) I need to change it. Really, I need to either. I don't know. 'Cause my my, my my husband's uh his his twitter name is Mr. Basil Pesto. Um so I need to kind of maybe change it to like Mrs. Basil Pesto just to be you really don't, you don't, obnoxious.
1: <laughs> you don't need to. You can still be Burninator. You can yeah, keep that at least. I can keep that, he's
2: yeah. the Burninator, he's yeah. the one who terminated Burn yeah. as the name. He should but have to take he should have to take Burn
1: as a Twitter handle
2: <laughs> at least yeah. to make up for this. <laughs> Yes. I think you should uh, just swap full names completely. He is Catherine Byrne <laughs> and you are Matthew yeah. <laughs> yeah, That would be nice, wouldn't it? it would. That, would be, that would be
1: nice. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all we're going to do. Um, like I say, email us or review us. Give us a little like. Tell your friends about our podcast. It's good. We're out. We're gone.
2: Goodbye. Please join our cult. <laughs>
3: ephemeral speck know of all creation?